Coming up in this episode, we're going to be talking about a death in the family. And we're going to talk a little bit about the EFM Auto Clutch. And of course, we've got a great ride for you this week. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, one of the greatest times to ride the Ozarks is springtime. Thing is, everybody is out riding and driving. Two wheels, four wheels, be sure to put Brad Bradshaw's phone number, 417-333-3333, in your phone. More folks out riding and driving means more opportunities for accidents. They may be taking pictures of the foliage with their phones and not watching out for you. In fact, you better believe that that's exactly what they're doing. Well, Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer, a trifecta. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save his number, 417-333-3333. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take a toll on your ride. So whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. Joining me as customary is Randy Wee Wee Lewis from <laughs> Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. That is not what she said. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a family-friendly podcast, so I won't respond. I'm not family-friendly. Okay. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. One of the first things we're going to talk about first is the ride of the week. Yeah, Mount buddy. Magazine Scenic Byway in Arkansas. It's kind of, uh, as the crow flies, kind of southeast of Ozark, Arkansas. Not to be confused with Ozark, Missouri. Yeah, quite different. Very different. But this ride, it's, a uh, what, 20-something miles. I'm going off the top of my head. Roughly, yeah. Yeah, 25, 26 miles. You can find the ride on the ride maps on Ozark Rides. But this ride is a hell of a fun ride because... yeah. There's a whole lot of switchback. You get whiplash. Touche. There's a lot of it. Okay. And what I, I'm very particular to is I like water. I don't know what it is. River at, whatever you want to call it. But it goes by Cove Lake. I believe there's a bridge Weren't you born in the water? Like under a rock? <laughs> I was a tadpole at one time. Yeah. Well, see, that's the difference between you. You want to get off your bike and look around and play. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Splash water on your ankles and things like that, whereas that's I just want to ride. That's what it is. I know it. You know, if you're heading north to south, it starts out somewhat straight-ish. There's a couple of long stretches. So you think that this ride might be a little bit boring, but then once you get past Cove Lake, 
Boy, did it switch. Man, you couldn't be more wrong if you think this is a boring ride. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not going to go into the diatribe that I always say, one of my favorite rides, quote unquote, but it's a good one. It is that. There's Once you get past Cove Lake, there's a huge switchback. I mean, I'm talking about, when you say switchback, I'm talking like 20 mile an hour, back and forth. You see the road you were just riding on. There are some spots on this uh, ride, you talk about switchbacks and slowing down, that you're going to slow down to first gear. Yeah, yeah, for a fact. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just a handful of them, but once you get past that, then it's kind of, you know, 45, 50 mile an hour Those curves. are my favorite kind of rides where you can cruise almost at speed. Yeah, But yeah, yet yeah. there's enough uh, bends in the road. Yeah, just to give you a little bit of excitement, if you're inexperienced, it's considered white knuckle. But if you are experienced, it's considered relaxing. Yeah, and, and at my age, I can use any help I can get to just get a little excitement. Yeah, yeah. It's not the longest ride on your map, but it is very exciting nonetheless. Yeah, so give it a try. Kind of a short review there, but we got lots of things to talk about. Now, we had promised you a in-depth review on the EFM Auto Clutch. And we're still going to do that, just not in this yeah, episode. Yeah. And there's a reason for it, uh, that we've had a couple of glitches in it. And I want to say one thing about the folks at EFM, customer service. Top notch. Top notch. Off the scale, really yeah. good. It yeah. just happened to be, and this happens to everybody at some point in their life, they get a little glitch or something and something wasn't quite right. Well, so the clutch had to go back. When you mass produce something, try to fit all areas of the market. You know, right. Victory, Metric, Harley, whatever it is, there's some obscurity between brands. So with that being said, there's a little bit of a, almost a learning curve between, say like your instance, a V92 to a 106. The clutch is a little bit different and just enough different that yes. it makes a difference. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah, it really does. You wouldn't think it to be, you would think that big manufacturers would manufacture everything the same so that they have a baseline, if you will, I guess. But there is just enough difference between the V92s to the 106s that it produced a few small issues. Now, issues doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. Now, Gary at EFM has done a fantabulous job of working with us to try to procure all of our issues that we have. Right. And so we've had to send the clutch back and he's getting that knocked out because we did a uh, video call with him and shown him what was the issue and, yes. and it's going to take care of it. The biggest thing is speaking to someone at an adult level, you know, hey, I've got an issue. What can we do? Gary's been amazing at answering calls, trying to figure it out, working through the problem. Hopefully we get it procured and Craig's back on the road with no issues. That's the main thing. We want to get me back on the road because when I don't ride, I get grumpy. Grumpus. Yeah, that is true. That's a combination between grumpy and an ass. Grumpus. <laughs> so we will have that forthcoming for you when we get the clutch back and get installed. I have absolutely full confidence that it's going to be right. Yeah. Uh, because just... Uh, what it was really is he machined it for a 106 instead of a V92, which is what I have. And it's True. just a, just enough difference that it caused a couple of glitches. True. So True. we'll get but that done and it'll be just right. That's the best part about buying American is that this guy is someone you can get a hold of, get him on a phone call or FaceTime if you have an iPhone or whatever. And he is willing to work through any issue he has with you. Yeah. So, That's so far we're very service. happy. Yes. We had a rough week this week. I for sure did, yeah. I didn't. I, I don't have rough weeks anymore. <laughs> You're just I lucky to be alive. Going on. I'm just kind of here. 
Yeah, lucky to be alive, not shit yeah. when you fart, you know, the normalcy for <laughs> a man of your age. Yeah, man, uh, I'll, I guess I'll take it over a little bit. Motor- I'm going to take a nap. You talk. Yeah, motorcycling comes with a bit of a risk. Everybody that rides one knows there's a, a little bit higher risk than being inside of a cage. So I've got a customer who I would say is a friend. Maybe I view a lot of customers as a friend, but this particular guy really struck me. Everybody knows I like the yesteryear. The guys that grew up in the older generation that went through this. So a little backstory. I got a customer. We've been working on his panhead for a little while. What year Um, is that? It's a 48. It's a beautiful bike. and It looks all stock and original. It's a gorgeous bike. This guy is somewhat of a purist that will spend... 20 bucks on just one bolt just to make sure that it's a period correct bolt it's the right thing yeah yeah for what the bike is it's it's definitely the right thing it just absolutely saddens me to say that he passed away so with doing a restoration you want to do it in a timely manner you know guys that can own a panhead usually are older right yeah you don't see too many young guys on one right And when they are younger, they're usually doing a whole bunch of mods that aren't period correct. This particular guy, it kind of blossomed. I usually do one pan head restoration or older, whatever it might be, per year. Well, this particular project, this guy rode this bike two up with his wife, which for some guys is, oh shit, I don't ride with my wife, whatever. She brings it down. But he thoroughly enjoyed old motorcycles and riding with his wife and just enjoying motorcycling. And that's what's great about this particular subject is that as much pain as it brings me, he died doing what he loves. So as you can set it up, I'm working on his panhead, trying to get it running for him so he can ride it at least one last time before, unfortunately, he passes away. This particular customer had another motorcycle He was riding it, and as a risk of riding motorcycles, you're going to run into nature, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. So he hit a deer on his other motorcycle and unfortunately passed away. This is the part that absolutely pains my heart is that I didn't get it done in time enough for him to ride it one last time. You know, as a motorcyclist and a longtime motorcyclist, you always look for that one last ride. I can't speak for everything in his past, what he was, whatever. I just know the context of what it was. A relationship to me as a customer, amazing guy. I mean, absolutely amazing. Love the idea of Harley Davidson to its innate nature of being a purist, if you will. So I'm working on his 48 pan. Unfortunately, he hit a deer on his motorcycle and passed away. It just sucks. And you just found out about this today. Today, yeah. Yeah, exactly. His wife called me wanting to go over everything and kind of explain to me what everything was. And, you know, it's it's hard for me to say, I love another man. It's not love in the, in the fact that you love your wife, but the brotherhood of motorcyclists. I think most people, unless they're morons, understand that, that point. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was just from the very first instance, he brought this bike into me. I just finished up a 63 for a guy. I just liked everything about this guy from the very beginning. We hit it off. Great, great, great customer. I mean, I cannot express that enough. A guy that I admired, had been through it. 
who had rode this motorcycle for many, many years. His life happens. He got to where he wasn't riding it as much, wasn't starting it as much. So it needed quite a bit of love, if you will. You know, as motorcyclists, we take a risk every day being on two wheels as opposed to four, not being in a seatbelt, not being in a cage. You take a small risk. And I like guys like that that are willing to put it out there, knowing that there's a small chance that this is not going to go well. This guy, in my opinion, was the epitome of that. Do you care about saying what his name was? His name was Gary Shaddix, longtime customer in what he may not have thought that would, but I thought that like he was a friend, truthfully, someone I can just talk to about everything and anything as far as this motorcycle related to, just in my opinion, a genuinely great guy, somewhat passive, never got in a big hurry, just loved bikes, wanted to make sure that it was right, make sure that it was original. I... It, it's really very tough for me to say just learning about this a couple hours ago. Yeah. So the way it goes is, is he was riding his, I believe he had a Dyna, another bike, hit a deer, ended up passing away from his injuries. His wife is absolutely amazing. She was one of those one in a million women stuck by him. I, like I said, I, I can't speak for his personal life or what it was before he ever met me, but from my gauge on him was, just an amazing guy. Sounds like it. Well, let's hope that he rests in peace and his family uh, has an easiest time they can yeah. with coping with it. So I just hope know, that, that they... sucks. But on the one thing is he died doing what he loved. Yeah. You know, we all love motorcycling around this community. You know, I've told my wife, you know, if I die, I hope that it's on a bike. Yeah. You know, you hate to think about that. You hate to ponder what it would be like to die, but... When I go, I hope it's riding a motorcycle. Perfect. Yeah. So we're in a tricky situation now. And this is what's great about motorcycling. When you have a man that's, in my opinion, as substantial as this guy, him and his wife had talked about it. They're getting up there in years. The idea was for this bike to go to his son. Amazing. You know, if I die, I want my son to have everything that I had, if not more, right? So we're going to finish the bike out for his son to have. I just hope that his son appreciates it like his father did. You know, it means as much to him as it did to his dad. So we're going to finish the panhead out, let his son ride it. Hopefully he gets many, many years of riding it and saying, you know, you know, just the idea that you're sitting in the same seat that your dad did, you know, something about that just really speaks to me. You know, my father had one motorcycle that I know of. I hope I do him proud. But to have a motorcycle son and a motorcycle father, guys that were in delved into the lifestyle of owning a motorcycle, as in-depth as what I would assume that they are, I hope that when this kid rides it, he can just... He can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, just appreciate it and smile and know that, hey, my dad logged so many miles on this seat right here, on this machine, and now I'm carrying on somewhat of a legacy of what he was or is or stood for. Well, if he has any kind of character to him, which I'm sure he does, he, he will feel that exact way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a very emotional person, but like that would bring, you know, that would really hit you in the gut is to say, you know, hypothetically, you're running down the highway, you're sitting on this machine and you think, this is what my father loved. And now I am taking it on. 
you know, just to kind of carry on that aspect of it. Uh On the same bike. That's something. Yes, 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 for sure. You know, my son has what would be his grandfather, my father-in-law, his motorcycle. And I've left it somewhat just like my father-in-law had it. So that my son, when he rides it, is like, this was my grandpa's bike. Yeah, and there's three generations there have ridden that bike extensively. Yes, that's the thing that's absolutely amazing to me is lineage and history and all that stuff that encompasses motorcycles. Like that's the reason why today's generation rides motorcycles is most of the time because their father did and their father did because their grandfather did, you know, like that's the great thing about motorcycling is, is there's somewhat of a history behind it is that, you know, I love motorcycles because my dad loved motorcycles. For some of you guys, like my children, my grandfather never had a bike while my children were alive. You know, maybe he buys one, maybe he doesn't, I don't, I don't know. But they never knew him as it, but they will know me as being the motorcycle guy. That was truly my passion. So when I die, because it happens to everybody, my kids will be like, this is what my father loved. Loved. That is such a strong word. You know, you love a woman, you love certain things. If you're shallow and you love all materialistic things. In my opinion, too many people throw that word around so loosely. Yeah, I 100% truly believe this guy was probably happiest either riding his motorcycle. And truthfully, the relationship that I could see between him and his woman, he loved riding this bike with his wife. So now his son is going to take that on like, and again, I don't know the backstory between him and his wife, but like, I would assume when his son rides this motorcycle, like this is what brought my parents together. This is what held them together. This is what kept them going. It's motorcycles. Well, in a perfect world, and hopefully his son will take the bike and then hand it down to his son. I hope his son just thoroughly enjoys it. And every time he gets on it, he gets to think about his, what I perceive is an amazing father. Amazing man who loved Harley Davidson, who loved his motorcycle. So much so that he literally died doing what I assume he loved. A little bit of backstory on it. My relationship to this guy was that my old man was a boilermaker. He recently retired. What a boilermaker does is where you get your electricity and your lighting, this man goes in and fixes those power plants to make sure that you have electricity. They worked out of the same local, out of the same home plant, if you will. So we had that bit of a connection right off the bat. Did they know each other? You know, unfortunately, uh, I never mentioned this man to my father, but I would assume that they probably did. At one point in time, their paths have crossed. To think that out of the entire world, this random person and my father, random person, had paths that most likely crossed. Six degrees of. You familiar with that term? No. Six degrees of, like... Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where you can take one scenario and then connect the dots. Yeah, 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 To yeah. another, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you explain it like that, yes, for a fact. To think that my life and this man's life have crossed before to then come, to, level, a, yeah. to, come to a connection, like 
it's just mind-boggling to think that out of all the places in the world or in our area that he could have took his motorcycle to, he brought it to me to get going in. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. A lot of emotional connection to. For me, it's it's not always about money or, I mean, I'm a big fan of money nonetheless, but just the idea to restore this motorcycle to give this guy the satisfaction of going back to when he was a teenager or early starting out in life to ride this motorcycle. That's where I feel I, I let this guy down is that he didn't get an opportunity to ride his panhead for the last time. Right. Um, that's the part that saddens me the most. It's, it's just crazy how the world works. It really is. But to think about this man and everything that I would assume he stood for was family and motorcycling. He was a, what I could see a great family man, amazing to his wife, amazing to the nature of do what's right, do what's best, who happened to love motorcycling. You know, when people like that pass away, it makes the world just a little bit less pleasant to be in for a time period. The light's a little dimmer for sure. Had a great connection with this guy. You know, I'm I'm very young in a relative term to most people, but this is a guy I just connected with from the bat. Like he was always an amazing customer, always super good. Then I had other stuff. I got parts for other things for him, done some other work for him, but with this particular motorcycle, it just it just strikes me to my core of there's a bigger presence out there than just you or I. Yeah. You know? Well, he will be missed. So it's not been a very good week, but, you know, there's always next week. Yeah. And then the next week and thereafter, and life continues to to roll on. Right. So the silver lining on this particular situation is that this son is now going to get the motorcycle that this man loved so dearly. Had so many memories on it. Had so many experiences with his wife and just riding the motorcycle. This is the great part about it is now he's going to pass it down to his son and his son is going to take this motorcycle and create so many more experiences and life lessons and just to have so much more. And I don't know, I've never met the man's son or anything like that. I'll have to go over the motorcycle with him particularly, but I'll give you the opportunity to uh, create a new relationship. Exactly. Maybe this guy has kids, son, daughter, whatever it might be. This is one materialistic item that binds generations together. Right. And that's what's so great about motorcycling is usually, and I say this loosely, my kids are going to forever love bikes. They're going to know that that was my father's passion. They're going to have somewhat of an insight to what a motorcycle is, have that relationship Every time they see one or hear one, my kids are going to be able to think about me. So what and I'm thinking is that this son is always going to be able to hear a panhead or this particular bike and relate that to this man, Gary Shaddix, who in my opinion was a top-notch dude. Can't speak highly enough of him, truthfully. It just makes me sad to think of him passing before his time. He was an older guy. I say older because... To you, everybody's older. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, from my take on him, just an amazing guy that loved Harley-Davidson, loved motorcycling, that 
just absolutely ate up everything about motorcycling. And hopefully he passes that on down to his son, who's going to, in a shitty, shitty way, inherit this motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll turn out just right. I hope so. So I would say that while motorcycling, know that there's a little bit higher inherent risk. But life is a risk. Yeah, but also to be uh, in the moment. Yes. Realize what what you're doing at the moment and never take it for granted that, you know what, this isn't my last ride. I might have another ride. Right. Because you don't know that. Right. Unless you got some kind of crystal ball. Well, that kind of wraps it up for this episode. Uh, I'm sorry it was a, a, a doggy downer. <laughs> but you know what, that part of this show is just also what's going on in our lives. Yeah. So until the next episode, be sure to keep riding. If you want to check out a past episode that you might have missed, you can always check us out at randomthoughtsfromtheroad.com or your favorite venue to wherever you listen to podcast at. We appreciate you listening to this one, and we'll check you out the next time around. So keep riding and always be safe.